go ahead and press the button there. Okay, everybody, welcome. I think uh, Vin is also out there uh, somewhere. Indeed. He is indeed. Look at that. Coming in, coming in at you from Hopewell, New Jersey. That's the illustrious Vin Janowski. <laughs> Things are exciting. Well, um, welcome to a semi-special, uh, semi-special edition of Dojo Universe. Uh, we're going to do some cool uh, technological things today. Um, and, of course, lots of questions and stuff would be good. And obviously there's a million different ways to do things. And um, so we're not certainly not suggesting this is uh, the best technology in the universe, but we'll give you some cool, uh, some cool pointers um, about stuff and kind of show you some of the cool things that we do. Uh, let's see. By the way, um, Lester Greel was the winner of the bagpipe giveaway. Um, despite uh, sending an email and several Facebook posts and so on, some people uh, still haven't gotten that memo, which is okay. But does Lester um, know this? Lester does know this. Lester called us. Uh, I think if it wasn't uh, Wednesday afternoon, it was first thing Thursday. Um, Lester called to claim his his uh, reward. Excellent. So. Um, so, yeah, well, let's get right into it because I have a hunch this could either take a long time or uh, maybe not too long at all. So um, the first thing I want to do is get rid of the ALAP ASAP diagram. Well, the first thing is that the main technology that everyone is participating in at the moment is being experienced by how many? 35 participants, hosts. Um, so this is it. You know, this is, I think, the, uh, the pinnacle of bagpiping tuition, education, experience. Wow. You're going all out here with this, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, we use, um, um, you know, we use this Adobe Connect software here to do this. Um, and it, of co it's, of course, networked with our various websites and other uh, programs and stuff to bring you Dojo U, which is pretty cool. Not without glitches from time to time, but pretty cool. Um, the um, And it, it's pretty cool. There are, there are lots of webinar technology. I, I think what I want to go into today is we've got a couple of things. Um, I'd just like to show you some of the cool, um, the cool stuff that we do. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen. And I'm just going to share the whole thing, I think, which is it's going to come up like this. Um, one of the things you'll notice is that up at the top of this square, you have a full screen option. So if you find that things look kind of small and you can't really see the details, uh, go ahead and press that <clears throat> full screen. So, how am I doing, Vin? Can you see? Um, yeah. Can you see stuff? Um, I'm actually going to start with. Um, I'm actually I'm, I'm going to go in reverse order because I think one of the coolest things is one of the things um, a lot of people wonder is how do you um, how do you make a website? Okay, now we obviously we can't uh, teach you everything involved in making a website um, today in this uh, session, but I, we can definitely point you in the right direction. Um, and uh, Vin, I don't know if uh, you're willing to reveal what you use for Pipe Hacker, which is a re really great website, but I'm certainly willing to reveal what we do, which well, is I've been um, using WordPress for for a long time. I mean, WordPress is probably you know as far as a uh, 
you know, people say, well, how do I make a website? I mean, WordPress is really a content management engine, I guess you want to call it technically. Yeah. Um, and all it does, all it allows you to do is to post content of various kinds in a more efficient way. And it sort of yeah. lots, lots of design options and um, themes, they call them. Um, Basically, I mean, the thing about WordPress is unless you have, uh, unless you have a lot of money, uh, WordPress is, uh, by the way, generally speaking, 100% free. And there are things, there are add-ons you can purchase for it if you want to, um, but you can do a lot on WordPress for zero dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, or and then you know you have to buy a little bit of um, server space, which is really affordable. Um, for example, if, if we go well, to uh, actually offers a free platform and it comes with pretty much like 75% of all the features you'd get out of WordPress, the, yeah. this, the management system on WordPress.com, which so you can set up your own blog, your own website um, on WordPress.com for zero dollars, and uh, and it could do a lot of different things. Yeah. So here's um you know here's Capital Kilt. This is our little kilt rental um you know portion of our business that we do locally, um, and this is just a quick and easy WordPress site. Um, and we got that set up. And, and by the way, uh, you can go to a, ver- a variety of different companies to set up your WordPress. Vin was just pointing out WordPress.com or .org or whatever. Um, but you can go um, – we, um, uh, we use DreamHost. Yeah, DreamHost is awesome. DreamHost yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, and what I love about DreamHost is that it is super cheap. Uh, it is $8.95 a month. And sometimes you can get a special for even less than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's eight ninety five a month for unlimited stuff, like unlimited storage. So if you have a pic, if you have a website with tons of videos that you want to upload, yeah. or and it's, uh, and it's a great or, thing because I mean most people think you know like you know, especially if you're a piper and you want to sort of advertise yourself out there for gigs and stuff. I mean this is like the ideal way to go. Just set yourself up, get some photos, get some recordings, and you know a couple of pages worth of material, and you're good. And it, I literally I think if you if you've got sort of internet knowledge and some sort of computer application knowledge, you could probably set yourself up in less than a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, and even without, and even without knowledge, it's pretty basic. So, so anyway, you'd go through the process and I just kind of want to show you what it would look like. So you go through the process with DreamHost, by the way, can everybody see this okay? Or is it super small? Carl says it's good. All right. So um, you go through the process with DreamHost, blah, blah, blah. And then you follow the directions, which are pretty straightforward. Uh, and then you end up at a page like this. And I've got some red things here because it's been a while since we've come in and updated this. Um, but you end up logging into a panel that looks kind of like this. And you get a dashboard, which gives you some starting point. We got recent comments of the site, um, most of which is always spam, but there's plugins mm-hmm. that can get rid of that. And, and they don't display unless you tell them they can display. So. Um, and then, Vin, I'm sure you know the right plugins for that. I just don't even bother. Yeah, well, that's, and that's WordPress's strongest feature is, like, there's, like, a gajillion plugins of various kinds that can make this site do whatever you want it to do, you know, whatever yeah. feature you want to add on to the thing, um, there's a plugin for it, probably, you know, whether yep, that's so. audio, scrolling photos or whatever, you know. Yeah, and then the general layout of WordPress is you can uh, post pages and you can make posts. Posts are kind of like blog posts. So when you want to make like a journal entry or, or uh, for example, when we do um, the podcast, right, every week we make a post. 
Um, and then pages are more static, standalone things. And so we use for this particular site, or if you wanted to have a website about your yourself, about you know for gigs or or just even to have a sort of an online resume, you would use pages. And so you could see at Capital Kilts, we've got a bunch of pages up here. How it works, um, you know, packages and pricing, stuff like that. How to contact us. Right? And those are all put on the pages. And the cool thing about WordPress is you can do it either the geeky way or you can do it um, the super simple way. So if we go into our trusted colleagues page here, we click edit. It brings this up and, um, you know, it's, it's simple. It's almost like just like a Word document here, right? Yeah. Or we can go into the HTML side of it. You can pull them um, and, and we can do it the geeky way. If if uh, we know a little bit of HTML code or whatever, we can do it in this. So WordPress is super easy, and um, and there's a quadrillion billion users of WordPress around the world. So if you ever do have problems, um, you can just Google whatever the problem is, and you find a solution pretty darn pretty darn fast. And so um, I don't know. Are there any questions about WordPress before we continue on? Um, and and I, I think that's interesting. Business, and, uh, which is perfect. I mean, that's that's kind of really what it's designed for. It's designed for these sort of most people will be using it for a very sort of basic use, like displaying some basic information about themselves or their business, and um, you know, so and it's ideal for that. I mean, it really is. Yeah. So, and then there are there are complex plugins that you can use for WordPress as well that help you do a lot of things. And um, on our end, you know, we we actually um, have hired programmers that know how to. Uh, work with WordPress, and so WordPress can actually, if you uh, get a programmer, you can relatively affordably, it can be affordable to sort of integrate with other stuff, um, and yeah. that's that's what we yeah, do. And you should know that you know that, that you know you don't have to have any skills really <laughs> to do this. Like you know, if you go on a dream some of the hosters like DreamHost, they have the installation is automatic, you know, and the the database creation and all that stuff that that confuses a lot of people about computer web, you know, about websites and mm -hmm computers and stuff is all done behind the scenes automatically. So they do that for you. All you have to do is create an ID and, an ID and a password and you're in, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, just to sort of show you guys, we use, um, uh, th this is a podcast. So if you go to podcast.dojouniversity.com, which we can go to, um, you can see it brings up this site. It's, um, it's really, really simple. It just lists all of our podcasts. But then you can see what we do is um, each week at the end of the podcast, we take this um, and we actually have um, um, we would add a new post here. Uh, we click add new. And then um, one of the things, one of the plugins I have installed down here is called PodPress. And PodPress is a plugin and you give it some information. But then whenever you publish this uh, and you take your media file, you add that in. And whenever you press publish, it not only updates the website, but it also sends all the information you need to iTunes uh, and to any other podcast players so that people can subscribe and they actually get the audio of this delivered directly to their mobile device, um, you know, immediately after it's published. And so, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's what we do. That's what we do for the podcast. Super simple. No problem. Which is kind of good. Are there any uh, questions or thoughts about building websites before we move on to the next topic? And again, it's like really cool. I mean, you can just if you just wanted one page with a picture of yourself and some 
contact info, you know, about hiring yourself out as a piper. It's like it would literally would be taking no time at all to do that. And then it's yeah. then then it's a you know it's also more powerful than what you would really want it to do. You know, so you could it has potential for all kinds of other stuff as well. Yeah, here's Vin's site right here, Pipe Hacker, and he has like cool you know, cool plugins that display posts. Yeah. It's my countdown uh, to the worlds right there, and that's 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 one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, and so um, and, and Vin puts a lot of you know uh, interest in sort of how it looks and stuff like that. I just don't I just don't really bother. I, uh, I go with the old-fashioned look. Um, but yeah, so that's how that works. And uh, Ian says he, used, he uses WordPress. Um, Tim says, how do you subscribe without iTunes? Uh, he asked me that privately. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, how do you subscribe to this thing without iTunes? I think you need um, to. I'm, I'm, well, you can subscribe to the feed. I would imagine if you created a feed for the podcast.dojouniversity.com, you could subscribe to that. Um, so you yeah, have, um, or you, you know, if you if you you could also have I'm trying to remember now, if you go to like Podbean or one of these other sites, you could also create a feed there as well, which would also um, allow you to subscribe to it, you know, and get regular updates. Oh dear. It looks like they got rid of Google Reader. Oh yeah. That's so what that's, I used to use. <laughs> I, yeah, I spent um, the entire month of June trying to find a solution to that. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. Well, do, what Google Reader used to do is it used to assemble RSS feeds, and all podcasts, um, they come in RSS form as well, so you can subscribe that way. Yeah, and so just Google something along the lines of RSS Reader, um, and that'll let you subscribe to podcasts. Um, I have an iPhone I use for it. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the, the old-fashioned way, the old-fashioned way to do it is to uh, just go to the website. Um, and then you can just play each one. Cool. Um, all right. So, so that's going to conclude our website stuff. Um, feel free, you know, whenever you have a question, to just let us know. Um, of course, our email is um, support at typersdojo.com. So if you have any questions that you want to bring up for later, you could do that. Let's move on to um, the, next, um, the next major tool that uh, I want to show you guys today is a little bit high-end, um, and we all have options for writing out uh, bagpipe music. We have uh, Bagpipe Music Writer, there's Peedmaster. A lot of people are using Celtic pipes now, which Celtic is kind of cool. I use Celtic pipes, which is really cool. Yeah, but I want to give you a little tour of what I like to use, which is called Finale, and so uh, we're going to do that now. Uh, Finale is pretty cool. Uh, one of the things uh, I can show you, if I'm clever, is... Um, or and more, is it like full score or something? I have to say, I hope you're going to give us a tutorial that doesn't make my head hurt. Because once the one and only time I tried to really wrestle with finale, I thought my head was going to explode, and I gave up. <laughs> oh yeah, this this isn't a good example. Yeah, and and finale does make your head blow up a little bit, um, but I want to show you um, the possibilities. So so here is um between Michael Eagle and myself and Or and more. Um, we like to put together, you know, full band scores of everything that's going on, right? So, um, and so this allows you to all sorts of cool formatting, and we can see the bagpipe score and the drum score, uh, you know, yes. all okay. all uh, worked out like that, which is really cool. And then you can, of course, extract it down to the individual parts as well. So, um, I think I have uh, you with a crooked horn. Um, I'm sure I have the 
a pipe score. Here's what the pipe score is. This is taken from the same file. All right, now people are asking some questions about Finale here. Let's see what we got. Does Finale support reading files from other formats? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, not definitely not uh, BWW, which, by the way, um, that's one of the major problems with bagpipe music writer files is they don't really jive with other music files very well at all. They will theoretically produce a MIDI file that may or may not actually be a true statement. Um, yeah. But also, I mean, Celtic Pipes, which is a, a program that only until recently was for the Mac only, but I think they've got a Windows version now, um, can import all of those formats. Just as a FYI. Yeah, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons I don't use Bagpipe Music Writer is because it's not really compatible with other musical things that you want to do. Um, the playback is good um, for uh, Bagpipe Music Writer. I would actually like to work with a programmer to develop a Finale plugin to play Bagpipe scores a little yeah. bit better. Um, it does play it back, but um, it doesn't handle grace notes the same way. Mm -hmm. um, no. Now, do you still have to create your own embellishment groupings in Finale? Is that well? I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you a little tour of what I do because, um, yeah, and it can be a little bit tricky to write in the doublings, but um, uh, I'll show you. I'm going to give you a little Finale tour here. Can everybody see uh, my screen popping up here? You guys seeing that? Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's loading up, and uh, you know, here's Finale. Here's um. A little sketch I was working on, we can close that for now. Do I want to save it? Sure, I'll save it. We're going to get rid of that. Um, let's just start from scratch here. Um, and, yeah, okay, goodbye. So we're going to start a new document with Setup Wizard here. And, yeah, this, this might make your brain hurt a little bit, um, but uh, when you get used to it, um, it's not too bad. So you, we're going to create a new ensemble here. And um, what we're going to do is uh, select a couple things. Yeah, this is how I want. Why are you still ringing when I turned you off? I don't know. Um, and we're going to go forward here. And we're going to select woodwinds. Bagpipes are actually in the list somewhere down here. Here we go. Right? And I can actually... I can add one bagpipe if I just want to be a single line tune. Or I can do two, and I often do three. Okay, and if you want to save it for later, you can do that. We're going to move forward here. The title, let's call this, uh, let's call this Cork Hill, um, which is a very famous jig su subtitle. Composer, uh, we'll call it traditional. Arranger, I guess I'm technically arranging this. There are no lyrics to this. And let's say it's copyrighted by, um, you know, uh, what, what would you call it? Public domain or something like that, right? So that's uh, that's where you put in the information. Going to move forward here. Um, so we're going to select this is a jig, so we're going to select a six-eight time signature. Um, the key signature. If you're thinking D major, you're right. Or that's that's the sort of key signature we would use anyway for a bagpipe score most of the time. And I'm going to skip the rest of this junk for now. Right, so here we have um, here we have Cork Hill, a very famous jig, and all this stuff pops up. So one of the things is you could definitely compose in this view, but I really like the scroll view. Um, the scroll view, which sort of takes it out of the page view and makes it into this scrolling thing. And then I'm going to zoom in a little bit so I can see things bigger. 
Now, um, the next thing we want to do is we have these palettes. And it takes a while to learn all this stuff. But to get started with, um, all we need to do is we're going to go to this little note button here, which is called a simple entry tool, which allows us to type things in simply. And then you can see we have our note selections up here. Vin, are you following me so far? Things like in the early days of Finale in the earlier versions, I remember messing around with that, is that they didn't allow note stems to go down, which was really frustrating. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> super easy. I'll show you that in a second. So here are my note stems, and they are upside down. Um, uh, I need a quarter note next. Okay. And then I'm just going to continue putting in the notes here. Of, and then there are actually shortcut keys you can use for here. But you can see how I'm just typing this stuff in. Whoops. And I did the wrong note, so the wrong type of note. So I'm just going to go to the quarter note, copy over it there. Okay, then I'm going to put this in. And then we'll just do the first line. So here's the first line of Cork Hill. All right, so there we go. Now we have a couple of problems here, which is that uh, the note stems are upside down. But watch, if I press the letter L, it flips them. Excellent. Right, so now uh, the reason it's upside down, by the way, is the rest of the world of orchestral music Right. Anything uh, below the note B, the note stem will point up, and anything a note, uh, sorry, below the note B, they'll point down. So sometimes uh, all piping stuff points down. Now, why is that? Well, it's because the vast majority of our scale is B or above. So uh, piping music has been written down for that reason. All right. Now, how about grace notes? Well, you see this little thing right here. That is the grace note button. And most grace notes um, in bagpipe music are done in 30-second notes. You could actually do it differently if you wanted. It doesn't really matter in finale. They don't really care. Um, and this is going to create a grace note. So, so if I take my mouse now and I put a grace note here, it's going to make a grace note. And the next one is a D. We put that there. We put that there. We're going to come back to the doubling in a second. We're going to come back to doublings in a second. Okay. Now... This one, let's say I, I could just press the down key and I can put it where it needs to go. So what I usually do is I make all G grace notes. Okay. And then you just move with the, with the yep. key? Now, with watch. Arrow. Now, now I move that down with my key. And by the way, I can go left and right with my uh, arrow keys. That's what I'm doing right now. Right? And so that's kind of how I do that somewhat. Uh, efficiently. Now, what about doublings? Well, doublings are pretty cool, I think. Some people don't like it, but I love this. One, two, three. I move my oh. arrow keys over. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> and then I do this again. Right? And then here's a C doubling. One, two, three. Move my arrow key over. There. So now I have just typeset the first line of Cork Hill. If we go back to our document here, our page view, the next thing is, and zoom out again, it looks a little bit silly right now, doesn't it? And it's because um, the bar, there's only three bars per line, but I can actually, if I go to my little bar thing here, my bar selector, I'm going to take this bar, I'm going to press the shift key, I'm going to go to this bar. And then what I can do is, 
I can lock that layout with four measures per system. Or sometimes what I do is I like to lock selected measures into one system. Nice. Right? So now, now, now we're all good there. And we can continue to do that. Let's take four bars, lock them. You do the take same thing. Do the same bars. thing for when you have like first and second timings, or maybe like when I abbreviate, like the yeah. you know for the last bar, everything is the same in the first and second timing. Can you jam five bars into that as well? Yeah. It's, well, you could do any. You could do any number of bars that you want. Yeah. Um, I def, I generally in, in finale, I stay away from the first and second endings, um, and instead I just copy and paste because it's also super easy to copy and paste. So check this out. I know that this bar is going to be the same again down here. So I, I do my Control-C to copy. I paste it. Control-C to paste it. How about this one? This one is going to be really similar. So I'm going to paste that guy in there, too. Uh, I'm going to paste this guy in there, too. Now, let's go back to our scroll view because it's easy, I find it easier to edit. I also forgot, by the way, I forgot a doubling here. Easy to put back in. Now, let's go scroll over. The ending phrase, this is actually not an E anymore. It's a D with a D throw, but check this out. I'm just going to quickly do this, and then look, I just made the first part. Yay! Save it. Uh, this is called Corkill. All right, so now if we go back to our page view, uh, we are going to have, um, once I zoom out again, of course, here is the first part. If I want to put a little repeat sign, I grab my repeat sign tool here. Uh, that goes back. Select. It asks me how many times I want to play it. Twice is enough. I can do my forward one here. Right now, let's say I want to put in harmonies. It's no problem. Um, I would just do so below the line, and by the way, it would actually play it back for me with the harmonies, which is cool. The playback's a little silly, but you can at least tell if your harmonies work. Another thing you can do is, I believe, there is a way to hide. It's called Hide Unused Measures, and I think it's in the Staff tool. So let's say I didn't end up writing harmonies. Uh, I forget how to hide them. I can use my help function, uh, hide empty staves, staff, hide empty staves. I don't know why I won't hide them. Uh, or maybe if I do this. I think you're, I think you're selected, I mean, why? There you go. See? You go. And now the staves underneath it uh, went away. So now it looks like a normal bagpipe tune there. Nice. So you can just reveal them when you need to write harmonies, just like put them back in. Well, they would, yeah, they would reveal on their own, right? If there were harmonies there, they wouldn't have hidden it, uh, but because they were hidden, then it's there. And then it's super easy to send that to PDF. And then what I like about Finale is I can take this file and I can send it over to Mike Eagle, and he can add the drumming in underneath. And then we, that's how we create our band scores, um, which, uh, which I find really useful, and someday we're going to publish them. And the cool thing about Finale is it's really easy to, um, you know, to do publications and, and then you can put text in. One of the things Bagpipe Music Writer doesn't do that well, I suppose technically it could do it, is let's say I want to make a note here. Like, let's speed up here. Right? I can put a little note in there. And then now there's a little 
you know, so now the band knows we're going to actually speed up in that line. Or here is, you know, or I could say this is the break to next jig or something like that. Like, so I can easily put text in there. Um, and, uh, you know, we can do, for drummers, we can do all sorts of different, um, you know, we can do all sorts of different uh, dynamic markings. We can do everything that we need to do. Um, when, you're, when you're setting the embellishments like doublings, do you have to do that every time? Or can you set groupings like a doubling, like a C doubling or an E doubling and have nope. it there? And you can't um, do the I, I think there are ways to do that, but I find it's so fast to just use the arrow keys. So, so check this out. Let me do, let me show you what I, what I've gotten into here. And it's a little bit esoteric, but it's a way to get this done efficiently. So let's go back to our scroll view. And then we're going to wrap this up, by the way, and we're going to go to the next topic. But let's say um, I want to do the second part here. Actually, let's scroll out here. I want to do the second part. Well, check this out. If I use the, if I get rid of that, if I use the arrow keys, um, I want to put my cursor here. If I use what's called the speedy entry tool, and I click in this bar, if I press the number four, it gives me an eighth note. If I press the number five, it gives me a quarter note. And you'll notice jigs are mostly eighth notes or quarter notes, right? So let's just tap out the rhythm. Quarter note, eighth note. Okay, so I just tapped out the rhythm using my number keys there, right? Now the next thing is, Let's just go through this uh, really quickly. Let's just go through this and use my arrow keys uh, to assign the notes. Uh, except I screwed it up already. That's okay. Super easy to fix. And, and, and what you're doing as fast and as easy as it looks, it's still you can still even be faster because a lot of these bars repeat and you just like do one bar and just copy and paste it, right? Like yeah, exactly. Because I, I could copy and paste this bar that I'm on right now. Right. Because it's already been played before. But you might find, what I find is it's sometimes easier to just type it out. But yeah, when you can just like move any note at any time with the arrow keys, that's like perfect. And it's, all the notes are there, you just need to move them around. Yep, and if we end up with some upside-down ones, I could just press the L key. So now, now we just did all the melody notes. The next layer is I'm going to zoom in a little, and I'm going to do my grace notes. Okay? But remember, I'm just going to do G grace notes to start with. Even though it's not the right grace note, um, I'm going to fix that later. Okay? And then it'll scroll over for me in a second. And then we do this. And this, I could actually, like Vince said, I could just copy and paste this, but I think in this case it might be faster to just type it out. Okay? Now, let's go back to the beginning one last time. Um, and now what we're going to do is we're just going to take these grace notes make sure they're the right ones. Right. Can you turn the auto beaming off, on and off? Like so, 
you know, your three eighth notes won't connect if you don't want them to or something like that? Um, you could definitely do that. It, it's a pain in the butt. Uh, it can be a pain in the butt, but you can yeah. definitely um, ask them not to connect. Okay. Um, and then, so there we go. If I look at my page view, we'll see that the second part is now complete. Now, uh, do the bars need to be joined together? Yep, so we'll do that again. Whoops, not that many bars. Just these four. There we go. And then, uh, again, we can, uh, again, we can hide those if we want, if we don't want harmonies. And there we go. We just did the first two parts of Cork Hill there. Uh, really fast, I think. You know, so once you get used to it, it happens really fast. And the cool thing is, if I want to add harmonies to this, now it's really easy to do without having to innovate something, you know, because BMW won't do harmonies for you, Bagpipe Music Writer. And I don't think P-Master will either. And I know Celtic Pipes does actually do that. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I think that's definitely a good option, by the way. I just really like Finale because it's so flexible. The other thing I could do is... Definitely is. It, I mean, Celtic Pipes is probably the next, you know, best one for as far as, like, features to do that kind of flexibility, have that kind of flexibility, you know. And uh, yeah. I think, it, but it still lacks the kind of things like moving notes around with your arrow keys. It doesn't exist. So that's a little, it's a little frustrating. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing, too, is, you know, what I like about Finale is I'm a little bit of a geek, but what I really like about it is if the London Philharmonic calls me on the phone and says, hey, can you send over your music so that we can collaborate and play uh, a symphony pipe band uh, concert uh, together, right, um, we would both be speaking the same language, um, which would be good, and I could just send over these notes and they would get them. Um, and I'm pretty sure, like, they might use the other big one. What's the other one called? Sibelius. Finale yeah. and Sibelius are pretty similar, and they're, they're both, like, heavy-duty compositional programs. And I'm pretty sure they talk to each other these days. So even if the London Philharmonic is using Sibelius, um, they should be able to import a Finale file, at least, at least the notes of it, maybe not all the yeah. text and stuff. Um, but, um, cool. but that's... Uh, that's that's finale and and um, a lot of people are freaked out. I mean, um, we we did have a couple of questions. Uh, does finale support reading? So no, it doesn't support reading from other stuff. Bruce said I checked it out and there were some major problems with writing doublings. Um, you know, I I think uh, it's a little bit. Bruce, hopefully, does that answer your question at all about? Uh, definitely, um, you know, problematic. I, that's been my experience because I, I haven't touched finale in several years so it's i think the older versions were just a lot more clunky they didn't really adapt well to the there was no automatic connecting and moving around of notes like you couldn't do that with the arrow keys and your grace notes wouldn't automatically connect and things like that it's just and this is like several versions removed you know that might but, uh, be true but it might also yeah. be that you just didn't realize you could do it too because i learned a lot of tricks <laughs> yeah i learned a lot of tricks over time because i did a, you know i have a music composition degree so yeah when i started in finale i was kind of fumbling around a little bit but you know it's definitely possible and doable to do the grace notes there and i, I just like i just like having it and knowing that i'm going to be able to use it yeah. so i don't know if bruce that helps good to know haven't checked it out yeah, and I don't know, by the way, I don't know how much it costs. I, I bought this version a while ago, and uh, I don't know. Was it a couple hundred bucks? I don't know. Uh, but for me, because I do so much of it, it's totally worth it. Um, do they still sell a light version? Probably. Um, you're going to have to investigate that. Yeah. 
Um, how does the playback sound? Um, yeah, so it's not terrible. Let me unplug here for a second. So if I wanted to play this back. The doublings just sound cheesy, right? <laughs> By the way, with the playback, for some reason, my version, it flips the notes upside down, <laughs> which is weird, but it goes back to normal when I'm done playing. The thing, the only thing that's different is that Finale places the grace notes. Uh, finale places the grace notes before the beat, right? So, um, you know, so the playback we put grace notes on the beat. Finale you plays grace notes in the orchestral sense of the word, which is an embellishment that actually needs to be yeah. sort of fit in before you, the downbeat. Do you think in, in Finale is allow you to adjust that kind of timing where you want to like group certain sort of divisions as a, as part of one one beat or something like that? I mean, does it allow you to do that kind of stuff? Does it again? But can you, can you di divide where the beats fall? Can you group a certain, even if it doesn't want you to, can you put those grace notes with the beat and have it play it? You know, so in other words, have the grace note fall on the beat. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't worry about it. I mean, I know, I know how uh, bagpipe tunes sound. So, um, you know, so I know what it's supposed to sound like, so I don't really care about the playback. A lot of times what I'll do, if I'm writing something, like, it, let's say I'm composing. Sometimes I compose right in finale, but I won't compose the grace note layer, right? I won't add in the grace note layer until I like how the basic melody notes sound. And then I'll put the grace notes in later. And that way I'll get to hear the playback really well. Um, one of the things Bagpipe Music Writer does really well is it plays back tunes really well, which is cool. Um, and so... Mm -hmm. A lot of times that's good, but you know I like to. It has a good, it has a good playback as well. It's you know at least at least rhythmically it makes sense. So when you sort of score something out, it actually makes some sort of sense. It sounds almost like what you would sound like when you play. You know. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to our next technology. You guys, you guys ready? You guys ready for this? This is going to be a little bit more abstract. Um, but a lot of you guys now, a lot of us, we've talked a little bit about recording yourself. I don't want to get into. Uh, I don't want to get into the physics of recording today because that will just take way too long. We only have about 15 minutes left. But I do want to show you a really cool program. And it's called Reaper. Um, and it's this thing right here. Is everybody seeing this okay? It's loading up. Um, and uh, it's giving me a, it's giving me a new version notification. I'm not going to update right now. Sliders. What what Reaper is now? This is this gets really crazy. And again, um, but there's tons of cool tutorials. Reaper is a. It's one of these open source projects. So it's essentially free. Now um, Reaper, you download the trial version. But the thing about the trial version is, it lasts forever. Uh, it says, I've been evaluating Reaper for approximately 375 days. Uh, I do entirely plan on eventually purchasing this. I think it's a one-time license, and it's very, very affordable. So um, I think you can get, like, a non-commercial license for, like, 40 bucks or something. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But Reaper does 
all the same stuff that Pro Tools does or Cubase or any of these entirely professional studio um, software. Okay, so uh, like Pro Tools, if you go to a major recording studio, um, they use Pro Tools. And Ian says he misses his Pro Tools. Yeah, and Reaper is really, really cool. Uh, you know, if I had if I had twenty thousand or probably more, if I had fifty thousand dollars to build like a really sweet in-home studio, I would probably buy Pro Tools. But Pro Tools is really expensive, and the cool thing about Reaper is um, that it does all the same stuff, um, but it's in, you know very, very affordable. Okay, and what I have. Um, you know, I was kind of messing around. We can sort of see what I was messing around with. If I mute or if I solo this track, rather, um, you can probably hear. It's got a little click. The click track is really cool, too, because you can splice stuff. So I was just kind of messing around with some sketches here. And what I was doing is I was chopping them up. So I, I took a little piece that I liked and I chopped it up. This is actually how I compose. A lot of people ask me, Andrew, how do you compose stuff? Well, when I actually write a new piece, like when I did Underneath or when I did Eclectic, um, some of the guys that are in the Oren Moore scene would know what those are. Um, but I would take these little pieces, I'd improvise these little takes, and then I would stack them up in various ways. So if I unsolo this, you can hear it's kind of like a crazy, um, a crazy smorgasbord here. So we can... And it's kind of a cool thing I've been working on. It's got lots of different things happening. And the cool thing is, on the fly, I can do um, different volumes. I can do different volumes of stuff. I can add cool effects. Um, and I can add reverb. And I can do... Um, this actually has a free... Uh-oh, I'm about to say it. It actually has a free tuning plugin. So mm -hmm. if you have someone singing something, it'll actually uh, allow you to sort of zone it in. Cool. Yeah. It's a little auto-tune and of course, um, oops, I don't know why it's just set on offline there, but oh, it's because I switched applications. Um, yeah, I did, uh, my second album was done on Cubase and I really, really fell in love with Cubase. It was really cool. Um, and again, Cubase is just a little bit more affordable than Pro Tools. Um, and they've got lots of cool plugins, many of which um, are free for Cubase, which is cool. Um, and the cool thing about Reaper is they, they're starting to develop this whole community now, people developing plugins, people doing all sorts of stuff. And so, like, you know, when it comes to um, when I do my next album, I might very well be using Reaper just because it's so accessible. Um, one of the things, too, uh, I would add, and I don't want to get too much into recording stuff, and I know Ian is a former... Ian is actually here. He's like a former uh, recording engineer, I think. Um, but they have really great USB um, adapters now for microphones. So you could buy one. I did my entire second album using, for the most part, one microphone that was simply attached to uh, the USB drive of my computer and, uh, and came in that way. Um, and you can get really, really, um, get really, really good sound using microphones that way. And so I would take my Reaper and I would put in my USB mic and then all of a sudden I'd be able to get really high quality stuff, uh, which is pretty cool. 
Um, and it's, it's really easy to do, you know, fade ins, fade outs, some of that basic stuff. Now, by the way, the other software I more regularly use that I really like, let me share my screen one more time, is, uh, as you guys know, um, for, quick, for the quick and easy stuff, I don't want to quit Adobe Connect. That would be bad. Uh, for the quick and easy stuff, I would do Audacity, which is this guy right here. And Audacity is 100% super free. Um, and uh, I love – one of the things I love, love, love about Audacity is let's say uh, here I am. I'm recording something. It, uh, I love how easy it is to export that to MP3. Oh, yeah. It's so fast and easy. So um, guys who tune into my classes on Dojo, you know that uh, at the beginning of the class, I record it quickly on Audacity, and I export it really easy to a really small, easy-to-download MP3. Um, it's super cool. Ian says, yeah, it looks like Audacity on steroids. Yeah. I mean, I use, I've, I've been using Sound, Adobe Soundbooth for a long time, only because you know, it comes with the Adobe Creative Suite package, but they, Adobe discontinued it and transformed it into Audition, which is another sort of audio and video editing program that comes with Creative Suite. And uh, that's also a very good program, but you've got to have Creative Suite to do that, so you got to lay down a bit of money if, <laughs> if you're going to do that individually. Yeah, Audacity to create MP3 ringtones, sweet. Oh, yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the best part about a lot of these programs. You can, you can see the waveform, so you can know where to zoom in right on the bits that you want. You know, so it's great for, you know, practice recordings. You, you know, you turn on your sort of recording device and you record your whole practice, but you only want that one bit. You got to go in and where you, uh, you know, that in the old days you had to time it, right? But, you know, you can see the waveform. You just like zoom in, grab it, pull it out and put it into a new file and you have the, you just have that one tune, you know? Yep, it's pretty cool. I mean, so, you know, one of the things is, um, you know, I think a lot of times technology kind of holds us back a little bit, um, in, especially in piping, right? It's different. If you play the cello, um, you just kind of, you can kind of put it into Finale or, or people were even actually putting in some of these free software and, and, you know, cello, lots of people play cello, so it's really easy to do that. Um, and uh, if you play guitar, chances are you and all your buddies are already geeks that know how to record stuff. And a lot of times if you play electric guitar, it's as simple as just plugging something into your computer and it works. But, uh, you know, pipers can use technology um, uh, to do things. I think Dojo U is a really, really great technological thing that's going on. I mean, sure, not everyone uses it, uh, but we're growing every day. And uh, what's cool about it is uh, using basically – some various combinations of what we talked about today um, and a little bit more ingenuity here and there, which, uh, you know, um, we're not going to discuss here on the air, but um, <laughs> with a, you know, a couple little, couple little technological tricks and you can do really amazing things. Um, no, it's not to say, uh, not to say, um, I think my second album, it's not quite as good as the production would be, you know, on, um, the next Dave Matthews album or something like that. But the production quality was pretty darn good. And it was all used, uh, you know, just used Cubase in a really simple way. And yeah, like I, you know, I know some of the tricks and you got to get into it, but um, you know, and then how easy is it from there to, you know, um, upload that into a podcast form or publish it on the internet? Well, it's really not that hard. And we mentioned WordPress as a way to, to really uh, be able to do that easily. And yeah, does it require a little bit of learning? Yeah, it does, but it allows you to, um, 
You know, it allows you to actually publish that. I, I wish, here's one thing I wish, Vin, and I know you're in the same boat with me. There should be 25,000 trillion million more websites about bagpipes. Oh, yeah. You know, or, it, or you know. Proportionally, it seems out of whack just to the amount of, for the amount of people that are out there doing it. Um, there should be a whole heck of a lot more people talking about it <laughs> with websites and blogs and, and whatnot, you know. With yeah, all kinds of things, personal indulgences, it doesn't even have to be something serious, you know. It's just, it just seems to, like an out-of-whack proportion. Like, Pipers, for some reason, just either don't want to sort of advertise themselves, which I know is not the truth, <laughs> knowing enough Pipers, you know, it's not, it's not the case. So, I don't know. Yeah, there should be a lot more. They definitely should, and, and I think it's like, I wonder how many more websites would exist if everybody just uh, knew about WordPress and how easy mm -hmm. it was. You know, like even as something as simple as, and by the way, you don't have to publish your website for the entire world to see either. You can keep it private. And it's like, it's a great way, it's a great sort of modern way to do a journal. Another thing I was thinking about is, um, you know, um, I've been getting, I've been getting in, playing a lot more PBROC lately. It's like, I'm thinking what I might just do is set up a little website, which by the way, is like kind of like free basically, um, or, or essentially free. I'm going to set up a little website. I'm going to make another little podcast. But then various PBROC, and, you know, uh, PBROC experts that I know, it could be as simple as just them subscribing to my website, and then I can get the feedback that I want to get from them without needing to send, like to type in an email every time. And then mm -hmm. meanwhile, back at the ranch, I can also see my progress over years and years and years if I just knew the quick and easy way to publish it to WordPress. And I do know that. So I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about doing that or even just what if you recorded every single practice session, right? You would say, geez, oh, what am I going to do with all that stuff? How about upload it to a WordPress okay, site? A, really a limit, unlimited, you know, yeah. voice the cloud and just keep it there. Yeah. And DreamHost gives you gasp unlimited storage yeah. so um, I can post unlimited audio to my website and I can just have an ongoing record of everything yeah. I've ever done for my yeah. entire life recordings man you keep them around you gotta like offload them somewhere um, Ian asked me uh, privately he asked me a question have I thought about starting a dojo universe community actually yes we used to have one uh, it was called Bagpipe Nation and uh, no one used it <laughs> so uh, we got rid of it. Uh, but you can actually do that. It's I don't understand it myself. You know, it's a, there's I know for a fact that you know you know you get five pipers in a room. That's all you're going to talk about for the next three hours. And but yet you go out on the internet and there's nobody. You know, you can count on one hand the amount the number of like blogs that exist talking about bagpipes. You know, and it's a uh, it's it's a very strange thing. You know, I mean, there's a lot of budding composers out there as well who just want people to hear their stuff. And this is perfect for it. You know, just like record your stuff and put it up there and, you know, let people comment on it, let people hear it. And like you said, you don't even have to let everybody share it. You can only share it with certain people and you can get some honest feedback and, and, and you know, develop that way too. You know? Yeah. The other thing, WordPress, I mean, all you would need to do is type in um, like, um, you know, sell access on WordPress or something like that. You could type that in and a billion plugins would come up. So let's say you want to publish a book. Why go, th why go through the pain of typesetting everything perfectly in a book form, right, only to know once you publish a 1,000 copies that there are 45 errors on everything? It's like, what if you publish it? What if you publish your tunes to a WordPress site and you could put the audio up with it? Um, and then people just pay, like, 
a couple of bucks to access um, to access components of your site, and then you could you know make a little bit of money to fund your hobby, um, and you could you could have a book out there. You could have your compositions out in the world really really easily. And if you look closely, that's kind of what's starting to happen. Uh, before we finish, Tom asks, wasn't there a discussion on the Dunsire forums about the bad piper and promoting piping in a different manner? Uh, I'm not quite sure what you mean there, Tom. Uh, Piping forever has been a word of mouth thing among people who do it. It's kind of like a secret society, you know, but it's a, you know, it would be, it would be good. But that, that speaks to the, you know, the idea is like, why isn't there more people talking about it? You know, on websites, you know, and there's a there's a handful of them out there that have been around since the beginning of the internet, and they look like it too, but they're still out there, you know. You know yeah. And, okay. So they're referring to the guy with the flame shooting out of his drones. Hey, go for it, man. I'm of the opinion that uh, I'm of I'm of the opinion that really good music coming out of the instrument is the best way to promote uh, the pipes. Yes. Um, and, you know, flames coming out of the drones is good for a laugh. And he- heck, you know, like it, it really probably does make the crowd go wild and stuff. But, you know, uh, my my main focus is um, how good how good can I make the music? Um, if people don't like what I'm doing, it's probably because I need to be more musical and, and more interesting to the ear. Totally true. We have seen the YouTube videos. All right. Well, uh, before we end up on some other tangent, let's call it in for there. If anybody has any final questions, you got about 15 seconds to uh, uh, shoot them in, and we're happy to answer them. But otherwise, I think uh, that wraps up today's show. I hope everybody does, um, uh, you know, has has a chance to relax and reflect on American freedom a little bit here this weekend. Uh, one of the things I am planning on doing which I like to do every year is to just have a reading between me and my friends of the declaration of independence. (laughs) Um, And if the thought that goes through your mind is that sounds really cheesy and I would never do that. um, Then that means you really need to do it um, because it's the greatest document ever written. And uh, we need to be, uh, I think we need to reflect on how awesome freedom is and it actually we probably wouldn't be sitting here talking about bagpipes if it weren't for that document. So uh, if you have a chance, read through uh, the declaration with friends and family. Uh, get, on the, uh, get on the bandwagon. It, it takes, guys, it takes like 10 minutes. So that's, I know that's asking a lot. <laughs> um, and even for non-U.S. people. Um, Even Canadians, your founding documents were founded on the same ideas. And then Britain eventually joined the the bandwagon later, just throwing it out there. Okay. All right. I'm glad that was at the end of the podcast. But, but yeah, happy uh, Independence Day, everybody, and we'll see you later. All right. Have a good day.